it's not luck. Like it's not. A lot of people are saying it's unsustainable and stuff. It's lasted up until 28 games in the season. Okay, they still might implode, but it's not luck. The fact that they keep getting one nils and the fact that they keep doing this. There's some Juve fans that are still disgruntled with the style of football, but um, I think he's doing the best that he can with a team well in transition. Yeah, the main goal for them after after the start they had to the season was to secure a top four position, and and they're on the way to do that right now. So yeah, now there's rumors of Scudetto, which I don't think they will get, but um, that at least the the <laughs> the rumors that you started. <laughs> it was me. I, I texted Max, and Max told me, "Go on, go on, start those rumors." Go on. I want you to put the. Have, have you seen the wire? Have you seen the wire? <laughs> so, so Max, I'm hearing the rumors about Scudetto. There's that big Idris album meme. Yep. I want you to put the word out that we back up. <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll have to send that to you. Um. So yeah, you were getting a good one 0 win against Spezia. We already told you. Milan beat Napoli. Let's just take you through some of the other fixtures that happened in Italy this weekend going past. Roma beat Atalanta 1-0. We will get on to that later. Lazio, Sari's Lazio beat Cagliari 3-0. There was also, I believe, a red card in that um, in that game. Udinese beat Sampdoria uh, 2-1. It was uh, Gerard Delfo and uh, guess who, Max, on the score sheet for Udinese? Udinese. You, 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 Dalgit. <laughs> his first name. We've we've also found out that his first name is Destiny. The Destiny of you, Dalgit. I mean, that isn't that Destiny, you, Dalgit. You, Dalgit. That's your destiny, you, Dalgit. That's a stone cold ten out of ten name. Destiny, you, Dalgit. I thought it. So Udinese beat Sampdoria two one, and every every goal came within the first thirteen minutes. So Delafoe scored in the third minute. Udalgi scored in the 12th. Udalgi and Caputo scored in the 13th. And then that was it. Boom. No more goals. Um, so that was all the uh, Saturday fixtures. We had a lovely set of nil-nil draws from Bologna. Yeah. Bologna-Torino, nil-nil. Um, guess who the other nil-nil was, the other draw? Are you asking or is it a rhetorical question? I'm asking. Come on. Guess. <laughs> hmm. Could it be Genoa? Yes, it was Genoa. <laughs> Geno had a nil-nil against Empoli. Their fifteenth draw of the season. It's 15, 15 draws this season. Fiorentina drew uh, Verona in a very interesting game, one-one, and Venezia lost for one to Sassuolo. Let's quickly talk about Genoa. Fifteen I, draws this season. I just, I just, it, it was like I, I saw this game. I, I, I just checked it out, and uh, they've now drawn more more than fifty percent of their games this season. That's mad. That's mad. Um, it was so funny because I saw this game. You know, it was the early eleven thirty kickoff, um, and like you could tell they were trying so hard, and, and it was almost like not a draw as well. They were trying so hard to like not make it a draw because they they actually played better than than Empoli. I thought. Um, but there was sort of this nervousness about, oh, I know it. And just know we're going to draw again. Oh, God. <laughs> they even brought on, uh, they, they brought on the GOAT, Destro, Matteo Destro. They brought him on on 56 minutes. Um, the GOAT. And I, th- I think they, they actually missed a hatful of chances. Empoli are sort of, they, they're, di- they've digressed in 2022 for sure. They've digressed in 2022. They seem exhausted. You know that, that team that comes up, plays very well for like, 
25 odd games and then when it gets to the dog days of the season they sort of realize like oh shit this is actually very difficult but they've had a torrid 2022 um they haven't they haven't won a game this this year so far yeah they as you said they were they were very very impressive um at the beginning of the season or the first half of the season um, but i i share your your observation there i think they just look plain tired yeah, like I think, like, I think a lot of a lot of teams that that come up do. I, they did come up, right? It was them, Salernitana, and who else? Spezia. No, no, Venezia. What am I talking about? Venezia, Salernitana, and Empoli came up. Yeah, right? but Mourinho wasn't on the bench for this one. Yeah, that's right. Um, but we already mentioned Roma got a crucial one nil win against Atalanta at home. There's a lot of people just calling this uh, a typical Mourinho one niler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was he was banned after the the hotline his hotline bling jester. <laughs> he was talking about the, the the fact that Juve have in the past have controversy with the Calciopoli scandal, so he put his the you know the telephone sign that you do with your hand, he put that up to his ears and pointed at the official. So he was doing his best hotline bling impression, was not on the bench. Um Having said that, it was a typical Mourinho Roma performance. I thought it was very hard fought. Uh, there was a bit of tenacity and intensity to Roma's play. Uh, Atalanta are well, well in danger of not making the Champions League for the first time in a while. Well in danger. Um, it doesn't look like this is prime Gasparini ball, the influential manager who has, I think, influenced a lot of teams in, in the world uh, in, in the way that they press and in the way they're so intense, but they miss Duvan Zapata. Um, just just to give you an example of, of who started, it was Coop Miners as a cam in behind the striker, Miranchuk up front, Pasalic on the left and Pessina on the right. It's sad to see. Honestly, it's sad to see because this he's had to double down his style and, and become a bit more workmanlike, I think, because he doesn't, he has lost some of the players that, that made it so good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I thought maybe in this game more more than anyone else uh, since he's been missing, Duvan Zapata was... I mean, you can see his, uh, that he wasn't present so, so clear. Um, Atalanta doesn't have that offensive edge right now without him and... Luis Muriel is well out of form. Yeah. So they they don't really have an edge. So out of form. So out of form. He's he, he had one of the best expected he had he had one of the best non expected goals uh um differential in the world last year. He also had one of the best reputations in terms of goals per minute and he's just fallen off so hard there was two red cards right at the end of the game I think we were talking about this off air I must have missed them I think I was in the toilet or something I missed them was there an altercation between Derun and Mkhitaryan that were both sent off no no they were separate occasions uh, first uh, Derun was sent off for uh, for a foul uh, which led to his second yellow card and the same then happened for the Mkhitaryan uh, I think it was like two two or three minutes in between the red cards. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Um, Roma, it, it just felt like the the away leg when they beat Atalanta for one, which is, I'm going to 
player on the counter. I've got fast players up front. I've got Tammy Abraham. I've got Pellegrini. I've got Zaniolo. Um, if I hold you off and keep you at arm's length, which they did very well, um, felt like an old Mourinho performance, like a lot of people are saying, um, the, the, then that was it, really. It, it was just like a carbon copy of that game, except less goals. Tammy, Tammy Abraham. I mean, he doesn't stop, does he? Tammy, Tammy Abraham, the highest English scorer in the world this year now. Well, as in, in the top five leagues, anyway. There's probably some guy in the conference of the English league who scored about 40 goals. His name's probably Dave as well. Um, Tammy Abraham has now got 20 goals. <laughs> well, it was a, like, class and goal mm. he scored as well. Um, so he's been... He should have even more. He's hit the post so many times. Yeah, I fully agree. Um, but it, he's what a, what a way they've replaced Edin Dzeko with him. Um, I I think that he's a he's a great signing for Roma. Uh, being exactly what they needed, and even given them a bit of more a bit more of an edge uh, than Dzeko. Um, right now in the end because he he also is quite fast um, and um, is a threat uh, running in, into the spaces. So, do do you think that's like a rare deal where they've basically they've not swapped strikers, but like a, a striker has gone to Inter and done relatively well? I think he's been successful. We can say this year, and Abraham Abraham yes. or Abraham as they call him in Italy has done very well uh, as well. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? So like it's it's like basically two transfers for strikers that have gone well, I think. Yeah, and as you say, maybe it's a bit rare. Um I don't know, I haven't thought about it like that. Um but yeah, of course, both have been I would say Tammy has been widely successful and and Jeko uh, has been uh, also to to a degree relatively successful, I think. And and um yeah. At Inter, I think they would they would maybe in the last few games could have um, could have maybe done with a quicker striker, especially against Liverpool. Yeah. In the in the in the in the home leg, um, which I thought it was pretty eye opening that Inzaghi went with Sanchez in at Anfield this week. Exactly, and I it it wouldn't surprise me if we see maybe Lautaro and uh, Sanchez a bit more now. Um, going forward, mm. because I I also think that 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 duo is quite good together. Um, but a bit more dynamic. They can they can offer a bit more in terms of movement rather than be a focal point up front. I would love to see him experiment um, and try fit all three in. Yeah, why not? But that that's just not going to happen because. Uh, Inter played three five two since yeah, <laughs> like exactly. four seasons. Uh, they their squad is built after that formation almost. Uh, but yeah, um, Robin Gosens with his first assist for Inter this this uh, weekend. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of since we're on the topic of Inter, um, five nil against Salernitana, Martinez hat trick, Zeko getting two goals. I think this is just the game they needed. Um, they, I think they literally all approached this game and were like, "Guys, we played shit in the last four or five games. Let's get back on track and rip the hell out of Salernitana." 
and it was just one of those games for for them. Martinez getting back on form, I think that's important. Um, also scored a goal against Liverpool. Confidence-wise, is yeah. Oh my God, what a goal! By the way, if you haven't seen that, please watch it. Um, I, I think this was just one of those games where it was like get the confidence back, guys. It, it was it was exactly the win Inter needed after after the past few games. Like they just went full out, blew Salonita away, and also very important for for as you said Lautaro to gain some confidence and score a bit again. And um, I I think yeah, this win cannot be understated for Inter, even even if it was. Just Salernitana, it was a win and they scored a lot of goals. And that was exactly what they needed right now. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think you're right, my friend. Um, let's move on to who the GOAT of the week is. I, well, I guess I'm having two. I'm being nice this week. I'm not giving anybody else all of the week. GOAT of the week. Yeah, you didn't give me the chance to go to GOAT of the week. But yeah, okay, uh, move on. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you it now. I'm giving you it now. Go on. Okay, I, I I can give another one to Max as well. Okay, but who's the? Well, I mean, our joint go to the week. We had one, right? Yeah. So the 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 joint go of the week is uh, Domenico Berardi. Um, domo 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 domo. Uh, two goals and one assist when Sassuolo won four one against uh, who was it now again? Venezia. Venezia, yeah. Uh, and yeah, of course, two two plus one is a great record. But looking at it overall, he's now got twelve goals and fourteen assists in Serie A this season. Yeah. That's that's mad. I think he's like second or third in Europe. Yeah, I, I, like twelve goals, fourteen assists in twenty five appearances for Sassuolo in in the Serie A. That's uh, he's he's one of the best. He's one of the best players in the league, bar none. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, you know, it's he now has more goal contributions than appearances. Wow. I mean, yeah, I think people should recognize that he's just and he one of the most underrated players in the world. I think going into the season, he was a bit criticized after the, after his performances in the Euros, but he's really turned that around. Yeah, um, Sassuolo probably have one of the most exciting front threes in the league. Uh, Berardi, Respidori, and Gianluca Scamacca. Um, I'm I'm intrigued to see what happens with with them next season and whether they keep Scamacca. In I think Inter are interested, but it's it's so fun to just watch a good front three for uh, a a team that isn't the the seven sisters, if you will. You know what I mean. Like while it while it lasts, because yeah, um, there's teams that have these very good attacking trios or attacking out um, lineups, and then obviously it gets bought in by the big teams, like it like it primarily normally does. Um, but Berardi is, is just an amazing player. I also think that in the past few games, that uh, Hamed Traore has been great. The the older brother of Ahmad. Uh, yes, yes, really got going and. Yeah, the older brother of Little Ahmad. What a story, man. Yeah. Someone needs to make a movie of that. I mean, he, he didn't get in a, a goal or assist in this uh, game against Venezia, but before that, he had two goals and two assists in his past, past uh, three games. Yeah. That, that's good. Um, yes, it, 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 
he's a he's an outlook. But I, I also want to quickly mention the fact that there Jeremy Boger's left, and it doesn't really look like they're, they're missing him. <laughs> to be honest, this season it looks like they're even better without him. Yeah, um, he he hasn't really made an impact yet at Atalanta, but I think that that'll be that'll be remain to be seen. Um, yeah. Round, rounding off then, uh, I think we can round off with uh, a new story about La Joya at, at Juventus, basically. Yeah. So the, I think the current situation is, it's sort of, they offered him a contract early this year, I believe. I think it was early this year. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, and, and that has now, I think, that for, for whatever reason, the deal has gone kaput uh, in, in no, no other uncertain terms. Um. I think the club are maybe in two minds as to whether they should offer him a new deal. There was that infamous or very <laughs> funny goal from him earlier this year, and then he sort of glanced to the uh, sidelines and the stands where Nedved was sitting because it was COVID then and um, they had banned anybody in the stadium. Mm. Um, I, I have to step in here. It, it was more than a glance. It was uh, full-blown. Killer, killer stare. Okay, it was a frown. It was a full-blown frown. So I'm intrigued to see whether La Joya signs again for Juve. I personally think that they should keep him for sure, unless of course they're they're waiting for a Paul Pogba who's also out of contract in the summer. I think that um, Max Allegri has gotten uh, quite good performances out of Dybala uh, this season. Uh, um, most recently, I would say, I think he's uh, turned up big in, in these games when since Vlaovic joined, he he and Vlaovic uh, find each other nicely and um, I think it would be a huge loss for Juventus if if they... I don't, I don't see why they wouldn't give him a new contract. I, I don't either. Well, I mean, I know he's been, he's had problems with injuries and he hasn't he didn't play very many games at all last year. I think he played something like fifteen games. Let me let me just double triple check that very quickly. Um, I think that's the only reason why I can see them not hesitating in giving him a new contract. Or, you know, I think money is tight with Italian teams. Um, so maybe they're waiting for a Paul Pogba, or or they want to sign somebody else. Um, he he only played twenty times in the league last year. He's gonna play more than that because he's played 20 in the league this year, and then there's 10 games left. But he scored seven times. Yeah, but but, but let's be honest. If if they want to bring in Paul Pogba, they, they cannot do that cheaper than it would be to renew with Paulo Dybala, I think. But I, I think their in line of thinking is they, they wouldn't have to pay a transfer fee because Paul Pogba would be out of contract. So maybe get Dybala off the books and bring in Paul Pogba and then lead with a front line of Vlahovic, Morata, and Chiesa. I mean, true, but it's Mino we're talking about, and the, he's infamous of getting sign-on clauses for, for his players, and I don't think that Pogba would demand less of a salary than Dybala will. No, no, he wouldn't. No, he, he would not. So so let's, it's, interesting. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that unfolds. I personally think that he should stay, but I, it's looking more and more likely that he won't. Um, so that that basically means that Juve would only have Lahovic, Morata, and Chiesa coming back from injury as attackers, and that's it. And Caio Caio Jorge, 
Yeah, but he he needs time. The 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 academy prospect and Moise Moise Keane as well actually. It would be interesting to see if they keep him. Moise Keane. Yeah. I mean, they would surely have to if Dybala left, right? I think so, but I mean, isn't it? Okay, wait. They have um, obligation to sign him with uh, certain conditions. I I don't know what the conditions are, but and then so I guess I guess Bernadette, Bernadeschi as well. Oh, man, they gotta get rid of him. <laughs> I mean, but uh, these uh, Bernadeschi has had a mini comeback this year. <laughs> I don't rate Bernadeschi at all. Did you not even rate him when he had his best season? I mean, I don't rate him, but I don't think he's been particularly bad this season. I think he's been better. No, I, I, I won't say he's been bad. He he hasn't been bad, but I think that you've... He's not been bad, but, but surely... I mean, my point is, if, if Dybala was to go, they would, they would have to keep... No? Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Like they'd have they, to keep these, these or, players. Or bring but, in um, someone else. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting mercato. Um, let let's see what what madness it brings upon Maxi. Uh, that thanks very much as as usual for joining me. It's always good to talk culture with you, my friend. Thank you. And um, can I just uh, leave this with two quick shout outs? No, well, whose birthday is it? No, no, no. Uh, the first shout out to our boy Gianluca Caprari. Another goal this week. Yeah, man. Love you, boy. Another goal this week. A cold penalty. Ice cold. Against Fiorentina. Ice cold. Nice, nice one, Jandu. Uh, the second one, Felix Afenagian. Back in the Roma squad after being out partying. After partying. Welcome back, boy. After partying. So, yeah. Shout out to, to both you guys. I know you're listening. <laughs> they probably aren't. <laughs> but, but shout out to both of you guys Maxi thanks for joining me and listener thank you for, for listening thank you um, wherever the hell it is that you're listening from Spotify Anchor Apple Podcast this was ADR for BreakingLines.com we'll see you again next week thank you bye bye thank you